0: This is Dana. It's like 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. So 11 a.m. Eastern on a Tuesday, so this ain't the best time to go live. But you know what? I felt like talking sober right now. I'm kind of having a... It's a gloomy day here in central Ohio, and I've been feeling kind of gloomy. I want to say hello to Soba. Thanks for joining me. One of the 66 followers are active right now. I'm just getting on to talk, so I'd love to talk to you if you got questions I can invite you to join the thing if I remember how to do that if you wanted like join it this is going to be episode 17 and a half for the I kissed alcohol goodbye podcast so if you have any questions or comments or you just whatever we're just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and talk until somebody talks to me (laughs) because I just felt like I needed to I don't know I've been in a crappy mood today and so I'm already feeling a little bit better just having one one sober uh, brother joining me, so thank you for uh, being sober with me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I swam this morning, and that usually helps, but I just I don't know, kind of in a funk. I guess that's how it goes. Hey, what's up, dude? I think that's Sean, if I'm not mistaken. So I was just telling so that. Oh, and there's Anna and Aaron. Hey, hey, guys and gals. Hey, hey. <laughs> so like i was just saying i'm getting on to just talk see whoever uh hops on here with me that talks over uh it's episode 17 and a half so anybody's got a question comment concern gripe or complaint this is your place to do it i'm chilling up in my treehouse, by the way there's our like 18 foot above ground pool that we installed uh this spring to upgrade from like the the small small one that we had um so Thank you guys for uh, for joining me. Hey, smiles. What's up? Welcome, and uh, we're just we're just talking sober. Like Aaron or somebody, throw a comment in there, throw a question in, give me something to talk about other than hey, what's going on? Oh, why? Thank you. Yes, it is always green and beautiful in our yard. We are very happy to be here. Hey, Persephone, what's up? So yeah, we've got. So this is the uh, the tree house. There's one of the soccer goals that middle son who's a friggin' ninja. Uh, and I, he's the resident. Oh, that's right. Aaron's working. Sorry. Yeah. I know this ain't the best time to, to go live and Aaron, you're out on the West coast. So it's like still early for you you're working from home. So Persephone asked how my swim was. It was okay. Um, I mean, I, I swam for about a half an hour and I just couldn't get the normally, um, yeah, that's what Sean asked you bus laps out in that pool. Yeah. I mean, normally it, it sort of like quiets the head, but then I posted a real, on the way home where I was like, I just, I can't seem to get it to turn off today. Um, it's one of those things that, oh God, Aaron says it's freaking 85 degrees already here. Well, here it's like 70. So it's nice, it's it's gloomier than it looks in the background of my picture. I'm actually glad it is, because um, that way it's not like, well, maybe you would want it to overshine me. Like, <laughs> I get some shade from these eyebrows already. Um, but yeah, somebody like, oh, nice so he says uh too cold here in washington to use the same pool yeah it's been too cold here as well um except for a a handful of days i didn't know what i was doing like chemical wise we we opened it real really early on one of the early hot days in may i know if you're up in washington then it probably doesn't actually get hot hot until i'm trying to think i was at fort lewis in june like july of 2000 for several weeks and i remember it, it stayed about like this 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 feels more like what like Fort Lewis weather was, uh, and it's very comfortable. There's this nice, this delightful little breeze here today, and I'm sitting. This this is a. I think this is a hackberry tree, if I'm remembering my, um, yeah. Hot in August, right? Yeah. My uh, my friend who works in the division of uh, natural resources or whatever the federal version of that is. He he was saying this is a hackberry tree. So I already had one like come down and land on me, and uh, they actually don't taste too bad. Like, I don't know. This one's just laying there. So I don't know. Antioxidants and crap. They haven't really ripened yet, but they're good. Um, so Aaron asks, thank you, Aaron. How are you planning on handling pool weather and temptations with drinking? That's a great question. Thank you. And Hey, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, for temptations with drinking in the pool. I think, you know, we had an end of soccer season, uh, pool party with all the parents last week. I did a post about it. I think I did a post about it where like the parents were playing like a version of beer pong on this floaty thing that was in that (laughs) pool and they're like, they're playing with their kids who are like 10 and 12 and 14 and they're all laughing Oh, this is going to be life skills for them later on. (laughs) You know and I'm like? I, thankfully y'all have recommended, um, Athletic Brewing Company, so I gave them a shot. Um, it was pricey, at about two bucks a beer, but it was, it was good. Uh, I mean, I took those with. Uh, I spent my time in the pool with our youngest, who's still kind of getting the feel for the water. But I just got in. Hit by the end of the day, his confidence was like really high, so we're really hoping, yeah, great parents I know, great parenting, but hey, I think back to all the times that I drank in front of my kids, like, drank too much, like, oh, they can't tell, or whatever, I mean, for real, like, I, it's, you know, so, I don't know, for here, with this pool, I guess, um, I don't know, I, I, I haven't had as many cravings as I thought I would have, um, yeah, like you said, Aaron, I used to be one of them, yep, and sorry for any delay, um, if I've already said what you guys are commenting, but Yeah, I think for the temptations for the summer, it's just mostly avoidance. I mean, we've kind of all gone into introverted mode. I'm a super extrovert, as you guys and gals know, but I'm kind of in a place where I'm like, I don't know, I really don't want to be around a lot of people, except for you wonderful people. Like, I'll hop on here. Otherwise, today, I'm like, screw everybody. Like, I don't want to be around anybody except my family and you guys, but my sober family. And uh, I'm going to go sling some tacos and quesadillas later on tonight. The Taco Bell gig's been fun it's very low pressure I just you kind of get in the zone like I looking at the screen with the orders on it's like reading the matrix and after like the second day I'm like you know taco nachos bel grande no tomato whatever and uh so I just um I know I know Aaron like I wish we lived close we need we do need to do a um especially for the Ohana posse we need to (laughs) chat group uh on IG we need to get a we need to get a reunion together or just a reframe, you know, convention or something. Although I guess there's like 100,000 plus people on the app now, but like we're like the inner core cool people, you know, like we're the OGs and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, yes, Aaron says Mexican pizza. Uh, unfortunately, like every other customer asks about the damn Mexican pizza and apparently Taco Bell is out. I'm sure they're blaming COVID, but I mean, it's just it's a travesty of, you know, like, I don't know how we're gonna make it till the fall when the Mexican pizzas come back. And then when it does, if I'm still working there, oh my God, all I'm gonna be making is Mexican pizzas. We already make like, I mean, I probably made 100 quesadillas the other night when I started at 5 p.m. and um, was there until midnight. And I mean, it didn't stop. It was Sunday night and it did not stop. Literally, it did not stop making food until 11.45. I mean, it was just insane people are uh yeah yeah secret in on the mexican pizzas aaron absolutely only if you get me the secret in on in and out or you can like fedex overnight me some freaking animal fries or something because ohio isn't with the uh the whole thing yet like we need to get them here because i I mean we got chick-fil-a so that's great but i mean and and bob evans but I don't know. We need some in and outs here. Yeah. And Sean says, I like, I like observing other adults drinking through a cultural anthropology lens. It's a great point. Like, because you think about, you know, and I'm reading this book called Blue Mind right now, written by a guy named Wallace J. Nichols. He wrote it about, um, animal fries. Um, Wallace J. Nichols wrote a book, uh, called Blue Mind about a decade ago. Um, I saw him in a recent, uh, documentary that Netflix did about a surf uh, retreat for veterans that I'm I applied to and I hope I get to go to which I think it'll be in Norcal but um, if it's the San Diego one don't worry I will be coming inland to visit my uh, my soCal sober homies but uh, Wallace Nichols wrote this book called Blue Mind it's about how we came from the ocean we're made up of 70% um, water and so the the, the documentary is called resurface. So um, if you want to watch, it's about 30 minutes long, or ESPN did a, did a feature on it. It is about nine minutes long, and you can get the essence of it in that 10-minute um, uh, little mini version of it. But basically, they take veterans out and teach them how to surf. And since I learned how to surf when I was in seminary, and I, we lived in um, Altadena, for three years from 07-09 and I would wake up at 5am. I would stay up till like 2am crushing monsters to get through my homework, you know, crash for a few hours and then like drink a whole bunch of water. So I would have to wake up a few hours later and I'd wake up to beat the early morning rush down through downtown LA and go surf at El Porto or at Manhattan Beach in the South Bay. And uh, it's, it's just been, it was like the highlight of my, my, our time there. Uh, I mean, one morning I, I Went up to big bear and did i snowboarded a run and then i hopped on the 91 or whatever it was and i was on the waves at newport beach by um by i think 11:55 a.m it was like board riders dream day so um hopefully i get to go to that but um yeah it, it wallace nichols wrote this book called blue mind and it's about how we're we all made of we came out of the water evolutionarily or anthropologically whatever we're made up mostly of water we all seem to be pacified by the water and find uh some sort of transcendental emotion and meaning in it and with him being a marine biologist he's like i'm not a neuroscientist but he uh is gonna i I, i'm only through like the introduction so yeah i know surfing urge sean i'm right there with you like um it's going to be a good read because i think it's going to help me further appreciate what's going on inside of here physiologically like chemically you know this is a the most complex uh machine so to speak or a complex structure in the known universe i mean i don't know that we even stars for all their complexity i mean really are just like nuclear power plants i mean that are they're that mostly functioning on i mean again like total novice um astronomer or whatever but i'm no astrophysicist but you know it's hydrogen and helium burning for gajillions of years uh but this this human brain is something that's just so exquisitely complex and um yeah i mean the goal absolutely is to get to back to the water uh i have on my desk and i think i've posted about this before probably talked about it i've got a a little surfboard shaped picture frame with a picture of me going out into the like waist high in the water after catching a wave at El Porto. And, uh, you know, and I have a a bar of sticky bumps wax that I like sort of pressed onto the, the thing. And, uh, Hey, Kanglu Flamingo, my friend, welcome, welcome. Uh, great to see you here, Mark. And, uh, so I was just talking about surfing and how the goal is to get back to being out in, uh, be living by the water and inside that, that bar of sticky bumps I etched dream on the top half of it and live on the bottom half of it so that I don't stop dreaming I mean having this place where i sitting in a tree house uh, with a pool right here and you know a yard right there with soccer goal and stuff you know like it, it's it in and a, and a home that you know we was kind of a train wreck when we got it we didn't think it was going to be but um, it, it all things all things work out in the end, and it's it's brilliant now. We've like finished part of the basement. So our our oldest sort of has his man cave down there. He's turning 15 next month, and yeah. So Aaron, whenever you go to the South Bay, let me know. Maybe I'll catch a uh, <laughs> catch a Southwest flight out to to uh, Orange County or to friggin um, LAX, and I guess LAX, and hop an Uber down. To see, you know, just to paddle out even for a day would be amazing. But that retreat I was talking about is a week long thing. Yeah, hopefully move back eventually. I think once the boys are grown, that would be the goal, depending on where they go. If they stay here locally in Ohio, maybe would stay here. But yeah, I would totally love to go back uh, to living in SoCal. It's just, God, that state income tax and the 10%. LA County sales tax, and I mean, I, the only reason we made it there before was because of like, the GI Bill. So I'd have to land some sort of better job than Taco Bell to, to move back, but hey, maybe I can, uh, maybe we can beach bum it, and I'll, uh, you know, and I know probably uh, up in the Northwest, it's probably also expensive out there. I have not been back to Washington in so long, and it's just so gorgeous. God, when you fly over the Cascades and land it it's just just, uh, it's breathtaking you can look to the south and see uh mount rainier mount hood and everything it's just it's it's so awesome so hey uh kevin is on here Thanks for joining, Kevin. And yeah, Aaron says you'll get a one-bedroom apartment. No lie, in '07 to '09 we were in student housing, and with a two-bedroom, one-bath bungalow uh, with a detached garage, like that, we shared with other people in the in the little complex. It was 14.60 a month. And now, um, here in Ohio, now that's what like a single bedroom, like a studio, would cost here. And that's just insane for this part of the uh, for this part of the country. But I'm so honored to have uh, Mark Schultz. Uh, Fellow podcaster, check out his total. That's not why he got on, but I'm going to shout him out anyway. You need to go check out his podcast because he's got a couple episodes off. The first one where he um, uh, introduces himself, and then the second one where he does a guided meditation, which really helped me. And so, welcome to all of you who are just now joining. Um, I'm so honored to have eight of my sober family uh, here with me again. I'm just talking sober. This was me feeling kind of lonely and feeling like I needed to. Feel better, and I already feel better talking to you all. I wish someone would like comment or something, so I'm not just rambling about whatever. But hey, um, it's it's great to have you guys here. And yeah, I think uh, this is day 110, by the way. I don't know if I said that before. And um, yeah, it's I it, I it really feels like I was just starting. I remember people sharing when I started in those Zoom calls about how it's like they would be in triple digits and I'm like, oh my God, like I know, I mean, I'm old enough now that a hundred days I know isn't that long, but you know, the first month or so when you're trying to, um, you know, to, to stay sober is, is tough. Yeah. Uh, Persephone, the blue mind author is Wallace J. Nichols n-i-c-h-o-l-s and he is a great uh, marine biologist and um, he was saying he tried to get his colleagues who are more in the neuroscience field to to write about it but they um nobody wanted to take it because it had too much to do with emotion and it wasn't scientific enough or whatever so he's like well we did the best we could and we tried to figure out um, you know, the neuroscience of the emotions, uh, where I'm at in the first chapter, he's like strapping some sort of thing that, um, attaches to his brain and does like an EEG kind of thing. And it was invented by the guy who invented some sort of thing for marketing so that when you watch the Super Bowl commercials, they could see like, where does, what parts of your brain activate in that kind of stuff. Um, so like it, it, he was going to go under the water and see like why is he so relate you know see if they can see what parts of the brain activate and stuff like that um but yeah uh sean says he can't go to do zoom tonight his eldest has a high school graduation ceremony my goodness i know we're coming up on that too like our son just finished our oldest just finished freshman year we homeschool and it's crazy to think three years from now like this kid could you know he's going to graduate technically when he's still 17 but i mean he's so we'll see what he does he's a sharp kid it's just so hard to believe i mean we had him when we were there in living in altadena 2007 and we had him in san gabriel valley medical center down on las tunas boulevard and uh we were probably like one of the only white families in there it was like such a you know predominantly asian part of uh la and so like all the the asian doctors and nurses were like wow that's a big baby he was like seven pounds ten ounces and we're thinking like that's not very big for for like at least for my family like i was eight pounds ten ounces or something and like Um, our second born was like eight, five, so, uh, we had just such a fantastic, uh, experience there and getting to, to be in Los Angeles really prepared us for our ministry time in the military. Uh, but it also makes us appreciate where we're from here. Uh, sort of the quietness. Columbus is more cosmopolitan than you'd think. Um, there are a lot more people who, um, like, oh yeah, Aaron says, las tunas, yes, um, you know, there's a lot more uh, industry here uh, and, and uh, headquarters of major companies here in, in the Columbus area than you would think. It, it actually is not just this, you know, cow town in the Midwest. It's, it's the test market for, speaking of marketing, it's the test market for a lot of products, probably including big alcohol. There's a giant Budweiser Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch plant um, or factory, whatever it's called. Up uh near the outer belt, the freeway around the city on the north side, and uh, yeah, the, they've got these two big stacks. One of them says Budweiser on it, and one says Bud Light on it. And I took a picture of it one day when I was going to po- try to superimpose me middle fingering it, <laughs> like on both. I'm like two two middle fingers up when I was driving by, but it probably you know it wasn't very safe. So um, and I'm not that sa- that uh, savvy with the uh, <laughs> with this tech stuff, but um, you know I'm so glad you're on. Uh, yeah, Kevin, if you're still on here, thank you for what you guys do, um, for us as coaches, because, you know, like you and uh, Amber and Nikita in particular, um, have been just such an inspiration for me. Uh, Taylor's been phenomenal too, is the new one, and then the other lady, I I always forget her name. She does, she was doing Wednesdays before. She's so sweet, um, and so thank you all for being. Uh, there for us. I know that you do so much behind the scenes. Uh, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, we're on the ReFrame app. It's I, I don't know if it's still only on iOS or if it's, um, oh yeah, Bud Heavy Barf says Sean <laughs> and Aaron says at Budweiser. Um, but like, it's... <sighs> yeah, I, we're so grateful for you. Uh, it's been amazing to see the, the meetings grow. So these are daily Zoom calls if you don't know what I'm talking about on the ReFrame app. Uh, recovery app that has lots of neuroscience, lots of daily uh, things that you can do, things to get you through a craving, lots of access to lots of resources, to coaches, to a forum, which is like a chat room, 24 hours a day that you can go to when you're struggling or when you're happy, when you hit a milestone. And um, it's just been so good for us. But on the daily Zoom check-in calls in the afternoon, uh, it's at like 12.30 on the West Coast and 3.30 p.m. here on the East Coast. Uh, people will get on and and just share their hearts and and just in the few months that I've been on it, um, I I got on the app in the beginning of January, like January sixth, but I didn't actually start I didn't actually start stopping drinking <laughs> till February sixteenth. Uh, but I went on the app and and found a lot of great stuff. And so the people will come on. I mean, when I started, I I seem to remember like seventy, seventy five people being on the call, and when it hit triple digits, we were like, wow. for Nikita, it was like. Oh my God, there's a hundred people on here. I got to do my Nikita impression because she's like, can I just say that it is so wonderful to have the 176 of you on here right now. And I can't wait till 3.30 this afternoon, right before I go to work when Nikita hosts the Tuesday and Thursday calls. So, oh yeah, Aaron says, can I just take a minute to make some space for, for to honor you sharing your heart with us? <laughs> um, yeah like Aaron says it's grown so much i mean we um we' added a hundred people a day on there, just People getting on and sharing, like, "Hey, I'm struggling," and people share raw stuff too. I mean, a couple of days ago, it was a lady who was like, "I had 50 days in," and she's like, "I'm so upset that um, you know I, I had a relapse," and you know everybody was getting on and saying, like, "Don't reset your count," and that's something that's that's a really sort of a mind shift. As she, after this sweet lady shared and all the support that started coming into her, it's so interesting how we're also fixated fixated on this count. Um, like I think it's an AA thing, and, and I'm not picking on AA because AA works for people. At least one person who's here on this call, uh, or on this live right now, uh, and and you know if that's the program that works, then work that work that program. It's just interesting that that day count is, like this thing that that we sort of latch onto, even in the Reframe community, which takes a different, uh, has a different take on it, so to speak. That. Um, again, I'm not sponsored by Reframe, so take this for, hey, there's, Aaron says, she says AA works for her, and she'll admit it, and, um, Persephone says she can't with the count, so I, I gotcha, like, it, it, it's one of those things that, I think over time I've stopped counting every day, uh, or so. I think I'm at, um, I'm gonna say I'm at, like, 850 bucks, unfortunately, I've spent most of that on monsters, uh, if not more, I literally, like, it's, like, the worst frigging, um, yeah worst frigging uh oh god i just thought i i just saw someone hey i thank you for joining i finally added you like instagram kept recommending you as a you you might know this person follow this person i finally followed you i don't know why i didn't follow you before um and so and then you're on here hey welcome so i was just having an adhd moment um i'm up in my tree house if you're just joining us this is a, a hackberry tree and uh berries have not fallen on me again since the call started but like there, are, we were just talking about day counts, and uh, one of our sisters, sober sisters on here, Erin was saying she loves counting her days, and then uh, Persephone got on and said she can't do, she can't count the days. And so again, it's like whatever works for you, and not picking on AA, but there, it when I read the Blue Book, it, it felt like either I'm a medically addicted alcoholic or I'm not. It seemed like it was all or nothing, and and I feel like I, like I was this gray area drinker where I, I could come and go with it if i really had to um but like there at the end i mean i was drinking like 10 or 12 drinks a day i mean that's that's bad like you know for me the slippery slope started at it really it started it starts at the two when i get past two is when it really would get bad so i just realized that i can't even do one because one becomes two and two turns into three or four within a week or two and then three or four is just it's all downhill from there so um you know, I'm repeating a lot of talking points from previous episodes, but like I said on a recent episode, it's worth re saying this stuff uh, because I've got to hardwire new new neural pathways. And if nothing else, uh, this podcast is for me, and that's okay. Like I'm allowing myself to do something that's selfish, and maybe I like to hear the sound of my own voice, so maybe that's okay. Because later on, I can come back and listen to this episode and say, here's where I was on June 7th, 2022, uh, on the almost exact anniversary of my 20th anniversary of my commissioning uh... two decades ago into the active duty army and you know my friends are my, my peers are retiring this week as lieutenant colonels and you know i'm I'm rocking the quesadillas at taco bell and you know what it doesn't matter uh... i have to keep saying this over and over i have to keep saying it doesn't matter uh, I, I like my job i have a house uh... the va's helping us with disability so thank you taxpayers for that i didn't take advantage of it for a while because I was like, ah, you know, it, veterans are horrible about this comparison thing. We're like, oh, I don't have it as bad as someone who lost a limb or whatever. The reality is like, I'm I'm messed up in here, uh, and I gotta I gotta work on that. And I've been trying to, but light just kept kind of like pounding me, and so uh, I was coping with it by drinking. And so now for the first time, I feel like at the almost I'm at 110 days, so like the almost the end of the the home stretch of the fourth month. I feel like my brain is starting to clear up a bit. I feel like I'm able to think more clearly and I'm able to take a step back from my emotions now that I don't just immediately numb it with with booze. Uh, And that's a big step. You know, like, I I don't know. It's hard to be kind to myself. And uh, now I can say things like, um, I'm a good person and I, I know theoretically that that's true and I can say that I love myself in theory um, because I need to, otherwise I can't love anybody else. And those things feel like, you know, heresy, even though you're like, you know, you have to love yourself, but first, but because of the way I was conditioned by, um, in my experience by various churches and the way I conditioned others and then the way I was conditioned by the army was like, yeah, you can, you know, yeah, you gotta like, um, like, sorry, I, like, lost my train of thought again. It, it's, it, oh, God. I totally forgot what I was talking about. I love you guys. This is the ADHE. So there it is. there it is. It's, I'm getting to know my brain. I'm getting to see why my brain does things like that, where, like, I'll totally, like, space and eyes glaze over. And it's like, oh, that's how my brain works. So I'm I'm not a, I'm a neurodivergent Person or whatever that term is, I don't. You know, I haven't. I have a different a brain that's wired differently, and that's okay. And I'm already, I'm starting to understand how alcohol modified the brain chemistry, and how it modified my uh, liver chemistry. We had a sober sister, I believe, it was Aaron shared. And thank you for saying that I'm doing amazing. Thank you, Aaron. Um, Aaron, I think you shared this morning that at the six-month mark. Uh, your liver is almost totally recovered, and you had shared with our chat group. I hope it's okay me saying here that you know family members of yours had died around the age that you are right now, and that um, you uh, are so grateful that you finally went and that you were that you had had three or four liver screenings last year while you were still drinking because you were worried about it, and now you don't have to worry about it anymore, or at least you know. I mean, we all worry about cancer as we get older uh mark schultz is back again check out his podcast gangly flamingo if uh you have not already and support him in his fledgling show uh fledgling i think is the best term for that right i don't know what a baby flamingo is called but we'll just call it fledgling flamingos um and then Sean says, "Yes, too many IG accounts. LOL. Yes, indeed, and <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, for me, I thought I, I posted a reel earlier. I thought it was on this account. It was actually on the podcast account. But then it got like 3,000 views. I think Instagram does this to to like to like taunt you. They're, the first one I did on here ever was like 3,800 views. I was like, wow, this real stuff's great. And then it's like gone down ever since. So they like they bait you into it." They're, I tried to run an ad with them, too, and they wouldn't take my money, jerks. They're like, well, you said something. You use the word Instagram or something in your thing, so you can't use. I was like, are you guys for real? Um, but no, it's... Oh, speaking of OGs, we were talking about OGs on our Reframe app. Welcome to the OG. I might have just... Fa- I can't remember if I just followed you this morning or if there was another guy with a, a similar name, but welcome. Um, great to have you as... Yes, Persephone says Flamingo, baby. Um Mark's, Mark's podcast is great. And there are so many other podcasts out there that if you um, just just look for them because when you have a day where you're feeling like bleh, you can just go listen to it. One of my favorites is Sober Awkward. It's two British ladies who live in Australia. Et- extra fledged likes, Sean, that's perfect. It's like we talked about when, um, We had Mark on, when Austin and I had Mark on our, uh, podcast and, and again, Austin recently, uh, decided to leave the show because she needs to take care of herself first. She's got so much stuff going on and, and we love and support her, (laughs) but we had talked with Mark, um, and, and he was saying, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm mentally, you know, Flamingo's gangly and, um, you know, he feels like he's mentally gangly. And I said, yeah, you've got mental gangles, or I said, we've all got mental gangles. Um, so yeah, um says she just found sober powered, which I believe I have in my uh one of my apps. I went through and just liked everything that was like I I searched for alcohol, free alcohol, drinking, whatever, and I've got there's like four dozen podcasts that I found, and it's probably not even all of them. Um it's 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 been so cool to see so many different people who are from so many different walks of life, so many ages, uh so many you know whatever's that we all have this in common we can get together on a on a call like this and uh me plus seven other people are here and again drop a question in the chat if you would like i'm going to keep talking as long as people seem to be interested to be here or maybe um stop in a little while we got to take one of the kids to the little clinic at Kroger to get his uh to get his ear looked at cuz it's been hurting but uh so somebody give me a question somebody help me out here Aaron asked me a question earlier And I'm starting to get a little self-conscious because I'm rambling about God knows what. So, um, let's see, yeah. Oh, India Ari song, I Am Light. The quote is, I am not the things my family did. I am not the voices in my head. I am not the brokenness inside. What a beautiful lyric. And uh, Persephone says she's in a huge life transition. So like, there are all these things that we bring to the table as sober people, right? We've got that hereditary stuff that we kind of inherit and then there's just life that happens because adulting is hard and you know you have this image like when i was 25 it's like man i'm all grown up i feel like i'm starting to get my feet under me and trying to um i'm starting to kind of figure things out and then by the time i was 30 i realized i don't freaking know anything (laughs) because we had a couple of kids and even if you don't have kids by the time you're 30 you're like well people start to take you a little bit more seriously but you also start to realize like the, it's the beginning of wisdom, right? When you realize that you don't, you don't really, you, you find that uh, uh, being wise means that you recognize that you don't really know anything. So Persephone was asking, you know, about the heavy life, the heavy adulting of a huge life transition. Um, The encouragement I would give to you is just keep doing what you're doing because you've been so such an integral part of our Instagram chat group that um if you're not part of an instagram chat group and you're on here uh, you can message me and i'll try to link you with one of the ones that um I, i might have a slot left in one of the three that i set up but for personal boundary purposes i've just started passing those off to new to fellow reframers who want to start their own groups so maybe start your own Instagram chat group it's very easy just go up and start a message and then add two people and then you can add up to 32 people including 31 other people to the group but I would say to Persephone just keep doing what you're doing because um I I think and hey there my wife just joined hello Patty, thank you for joining, um, and Aaron saying yes. Persephone's always supporting all of her group, but you know, Persephone, I would say to you, um, as someone who is a counselor who's seeking counseling, like me, former counselor and now on the receiving end of uh, counseling, I'll just give you encouragement. You know, it's, I think that's all counseling really is—is uh, is just encouragement. My my psychologist yesterday was encouraging me and saying don't give up, man. Like, keep keep going. And, you know, he's like, you got a lot on your plate, but just keep going. And I think the point I would make, um, yeah, is that Aaron's saying she that Persephone needs all of us to support her through this, which we do, but we all need to remember that too. And then, um, like, I just think that we have to remember that it's a give and take thing like you can't do it on your own i was trying to do sobriety on my own i was trying to do all kinds of things on my own and we there's this story that i used to tell as a sermon illustration where it's like a guy has this dream of heaven and hell and he uh wakes up or has a dream of about um hell and he wakes up in a cold sweat and um his wife's like what what the heck did you dream about he's like "I, i dreamed about hell it was all these emaciated people and they were had their arms frozen like, like both arms so that they could only reach straight out. And right at right at the end of their reach was food on either sides of this long, long hallway. They're just endless hallway full of people. And um so like, you know, they they were starving and it was horrible and they were gonna be like that forever. So it was this nightmare. And so um, the, he finally gets himself calmed down, goes back to sleep, and then he has a dream and has a vision of heaven. And in the morning, his wife says, hey, how did you sleep after that nightmare? He's like, man, I had the best dream after that. And he said, I dreamed about a very long hallway, it seemed to go on forever, it was full of people with their arms, frozen in place like this, and just out, just within reach, they could, like, they could hold it in hell, they could hold the food, but they couldn't get it into their mouths, right? Because their elbows were locked. He said, it was the same thing as hell, except now, the reason that they were um, happy and could, and were, the people were happy and they were well fed and they like were healthy and everything was because they had learned to turn and feed each other. Um, so even though they were locked like this, they just turned. Uh, and so I really think that um, it's important for us to not try to do it alone to not try to do anything alone. I mean, we all need our alone time. And as an extrovert who is turning into an introvert, like, um, you know, I've learned so much from my wife who's an introvert about being uh, the, the benefits of just chilling sometimes. And like, I don't have to say anything or I can just go in and be like, hey, you know what? I'm having a day where I don't feel like talking a lot. And so, yeah, we just got to be there for each other because um, you got to be there for yourself first. But sometimes like you you just can't. And so, Persephone, I'm so honored that you connect with us. Mark says he crashed and burned mentally last night. He didn't drink, but, yeah, he didn't feel very adult these last 24 hours. And, Mark, you know, when you messaged me and you're like, hey, ma'am, you know, can't do this thing that we were planning on chatting last night. I was like, bro, like, take care of yourself. I know how that goes. Um, yeah, and that's a you're right. Uh, up in Washington, our sister smiles. Sister smiles, I'll call you. Sober sister smiles, I'll call you. Um, great story about community that's right that story about feeding each other in heaven um and that's where we can be right now when we feed each other we can experience that and then and then we are in hell now when we when we get so focused and fixated on ourselves that we can't um like we can't we're like i can't feed myself i can't feed myself well if i would just turn then both my hands could (laughs) like my hand would feed someone else and their hand would feed me and boom like we're both taking um we're both taking care of each other so hey welcome to um Michelle, I think. Thank you so much for joining. And um, hey, Susan, we'll call you Sober Susan Smiles. Uh, Sister Sober Susan Smiles. That's what I will call you for now on. And, uh, thank you all, the eight of you that are here with me right now. I'm just talking sober. I just had a, a crappy... Um, hey... And speaking of Instagram chat groups, like Michelle started one. We were on a reframe call, and Michelle stepped up and was like, hey, I'll start an Instagram chat group. And I just passed her this blurb about (laughs) it was more of a ramble. I was like, hey, sorry. And I was all caffeinated and whatnot. And she's like, oh, my God. She's probably like, oh, my God, who is this guy? But I I sent her the info about how to set up an Instagram chat, and um, she started one. And I'm so curious to hear, Michelle, how your chat's going, because I was just thinking about y'all this morning when I was swimming, when I couldn't get the tape, the crazy the crazy talk to go in my head, some of the non-crazy stuff that that inserted itself was, I wonder how those chat groups are doing because you and one other person at least maybe two others had set up groups and i've just been so curious to hear like if you're enjoying that process and that if you found it to be as helpful as i have because there are folks in this call right now who are part of instagram chat groups from reframe that we are messaging especially they're from the chattiest group too like we're they're messaging all day long my other groups may be message once every couple days and some of them more one of them more like once a week but um so thank you it says um she's dealing with her own struggles as well and i think you know we were talking before you came on i think it was before you came on about um how adulting is hard um i got my wife a, a walmart t-shirt that said adulting would not recommend and it has like five stars and it was one star <laughs> out of five And so, hey, good for you for going to detox. Because like a couple weeks ago, like I went inpatient uh, to through the VA. I just went inpatient for a few days. It wasn't for uh, detox per se, but for uh, for the physical detox because I'm on day 110. But it was for like a mental detox. Like I just needed like three days to just like rest. I slept so much while I was there, and I wrote. I started writing again, which I haven't done in forever good for you for doing what you need to do because that's a huge first step and you know that's a very cliche thing like the first step is the hardest but clichés are cliché because they're true so yeah you're taking that hardest first step and i think you'll find once your head clears like you know that you can that like you can do this Like you can do it when, when you're drinking, you think like, how could I live without this? Because it's been in your your daily, weekly, whatever routine, if you're a gray area drinker like me, well, by the end, again, I was drinking every day, but it started very gray. Like, ah, just once a week, a couple times a week, then it's, you know, the weekends get longer and then I'm doing the math. So like, you know, it's just so funny how we numbers creep in on the day counts, but also on the drink counts. And so, um, Mark take care. He says he'll see us on the Zoom later at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Mark says she's been on methadone for a couple years, years. She thinks she's going to stay off the methadone for good now and good for you. Um, listen, a- addiction, you know, and, and when I think about the people that I've met who've been in um, addictions other than alcohol or with the alcohol, uh, how much exponentially more difficult it is for you. Like it's, it's hard for um, everyone. And Mark, we talked about when we had him on our, our podcast about how you know being sober is not easy for anyone but mark's mark's gay and that like was you know he grew up came of age in the 90s when it wasn't okay to be openly gay and how that contributed to some of his drinking and so like it it's so it's so easy for us to think like well you know like i've got it it's hard no matter what. My point was saying it's hard no matter what, but especially if you've got multiple addictions or you've got an addiction to like an opioid or something. I've seen the, the havoc that wreaks on people's lives. And so, um, but any addiction is hard, any any addiction. And the hard part, the the most surprising part is that you think I'm just going to stop using this substance. But really what you're doing is you're reconnecting with yourself. It's not about... It, it ends up not being about the alcohol. It ends up being about you and That feels very selfish and very silly, but I mean we were all being selfish when we were drinking anyway um, and so like it, it, Why not be selfish in a positive way, right when uh Learn to love ourselves and we find that we were just using alcohol to numb things or whatever substance to numb things or escape things I just remember I do still miss the oblivion of it sometimes I will be around alcohol now and go like, I don't really want to drink it. I've heard people share um, that uh, they will smell the alcohol and they'll be like, oh, like I was using hand sanitizer at the inpatient place and I caught a very alcohol heavy whiff and I was like, oh my God, like, and the thought came to me like, that's poison. Like I, I was putting that in my body. Um, no wonder I was a mess, but I do miss sometimes the way it made me feel. And I don't hope I'm not triggering anybody, but I'm just saying like part of the struggle has been I just miss kind of the escapism of it. It was just like life gets heavy. You just want to turn. And when you can't turn the brain off, uh, you try, try, try to turn the brain off. Actually, it's funny. I'm learning that the only way to turn the brain off is just to st- just to stop trying to turn off and it's got especially for an ADHD brain like mine, like I just gotta let the damn thing keep running until it finally gets tired and that takes a long time, uh, in my head. So I swam this morning. Usually that gets it out. Um it didn't seem to get it out today. I was still just off on the way home and uh kinda just feeling kinda poopy and, you know, I decided to, I cleaned the pool filter and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go sit up in the treehouse and I'm gonna talk sober and see who comes on here. So um Unless oh so well, if there's no more questions, if somebody wants to drop a question in the chat, I will keep talking. um I'll blab here for another minute just to see if somebody wants to ask something, but thank you to the half dozen uh of you that are still on here and whoever has come and gone uh on this call. I just uh I'm gonna record an episode where we're just going to do a mocktail hour. It's like me and six ladies they're they're my sis- my sober sisters, and they're um so much fun, and we text every single day uh usually throughout the day to get through things and so uh, with my rock and reframe text sisters and uh, we'll have a mocktail hour and it'll be fun. I love you all and thanks again for being here with me and supporting me. Goodbye alcohol and hello life. Peace.